All right, what's going on, everybody? You're now rocking with another episode of the Brown Not Black podcast. This is actually a direct continuation of last week's episode. Harrison's here. I'm here. Ed's still here. Maha is still here. We're going to get into a bunch of different topics today, so I'm going to let Harrison take it away. Your, what's your biz? What, what are you obsessed with? What do you have as much passion for in your life as Chinu has for music? Damn, you're hitting me with the what? What the 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 life altering questions, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yes. <laughs> I mean, like you can share yo, anything, honestly. Like the open platform. Such a deep question. Um, to be honest, like. I grew up on a lot of anime, and one of the like animes that I like is One Piece, and a big theme of One Piece is adventure, so like I have always like taken that as inspiration to travel, and that's like my goal in life is just to travel to different places and see like everything I can like I want to experience everything in life that I can, so that's like that's what like so you're makes saying me you're on. saying one piece shaped the popular manga and anime series yes. one piece shaped who you are as an individual and your choices yeah I, like like for real like one piece shaped everything about me that, uh, that's, a, I that's fucking, a big statement but like it it's an influential I started piece it in of, high school uh, media I started it in high school when there were about 600 episodes like there was a little bit uh, maybe there was yeah, there was like six hundred and six hundred thirty episodes, something like that, back in high school, um, and I finished it in like three months. Uh, yeah, I binged that shit like crazy. See, bro. D- for listeners, for listeners who don't know, One Piece is the best-selling manga series of all time. Uh, it has for good sold four hundred and fifty-four million copies worldwide. A new chapter of One Piece comes out every single week. That's twenty pages, and the uh, the manga started like twenty years ago. No, it started in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, this the author has been putting out twenty pages. Oda-san, of, Oda-san, put some respect on his name. Has been putting out content every week just about every week with vacations here and there since 1997 it's 2022 like one piece is very influential as a piece of fiction it's funny i've known i've known ed since high school and i i have known that he's always had that sense of adventure but i didn't connect that it came from one piece but that's totally true monkey d luffy the star of that show will literally just pull up on a random island and just hop out of his ship and say let's go on an adventure Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like it's it's One Piece gave me a spirit of like freedom. Um, Damn, the, he said the, forget the, the, the flag. The main like <laughs> the 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 main like themes of One Piece are freedom, adventure, and uh, as corny as it is, friendship. And honestly, like the way that Oda Son wrote one piece makes you want to have that same kind of adventure right like just to go and do shit with your boys right uh <laughs> i respect that and fucking like so much shit happens to them and they always like just persevere and like it just like in my formative years, just like watching that, like when I'm really easily influenced in those years, just made me like think like, hey, like no matter what happens, I got to have some adventures. So that that that's that's what keeps me going. Um, you know, it sounds it sounds a little silly, but you're absolutely correct, man. Like during your formative years, the media that you consume is going to have an effect on you, no matter who you and are. Let's let's stop saying it's corny. It's silly. I hate. No, sorry. 
One of the things that I don't like is when you talk to someone who doesn't watch anime, they're like, oh, you're talking about them Japanese cartoons? And they kind of put it in that <laughs> box, right? They put it in this box of like, oh, cartoons are meant for children. If you watch an arc of One Piece all the way through, you will know that is not a show a young child should be consuming. No. Maybe like a yeah, teenager, young adult, yes. But a young child, no. I mean, There this, are some very serious themes yeah. that are tackled. Marine, the Marine Ford arc, for example, that I'm, I just started one piece. I started reading one piece two, three months ago. And just the other day I was telling these gentlemen in our discord chat that I was certain of it, that one piece is actually peak fiction. Like the stories being told in this series, it just does not, it doesn't get better. I don't care. I would, I'm on the air. My name is Nick. I will die on this hill. Honestly. When certain things happen, like, you feel for the characters in a way, and, like, you see how they persevere and how they do anything for their friends and how they don't let anyone get in the way of having the adventure that they want to have. That That is what I resonate with. Like, That's a mark of good fiction. When you, when you stop thinking of the characters as fictional and start, like, really thinking about it like it's real life, that's, that's good writing. You know? Once you start, yeah. Once you start living the themes of this piece of fiction that, and that you're consuming, and not only that, but it makes you not only a more interesting person, but in certain cases, a better person, a better person, and better yeah. for it. That's so true, man. There have been animes and mangas that made me. I internalized things that I learned from these stories, and it became part of my persona. Same. What? What's? You know what, Harrison? What's what's the what's the anime? What's the piece of fiction that shaped you? That that you just described? You know, you internalized it and you you exemplify the themes in that anime every single day. Um, if we're talking just the anime world, I'm gonna say there's two big ones. The two biggest ones are FLCL, also known as Furikuri, and Cowboy Bebop. Both are such classics. Uh, FLCL aired on American television in like the mid, no, like the late 2000s on Toonami and Adult Swim. And during my like middle school, going into high school years, I watched that show and it's only six episodes. So it's like three-ish hours of content. And it's just about, not to spoil anything, it's just about a young man like, like 12 or 13 just like I was at the time who is having a coming of age story with a very amazing alternative rock soundtrack which modeled my taste in music Japanese alt music just hit me in the face at that ripe age and I loved it and he's also struggling with interactions with his parents and women and himself and to me who was also coming of age and had like all of these similar issues, I was just like, yo, he's just like me for real. Cause <laughs> he's going through it. Like he's getting groomed by an older woman. He doesn't know how to express his like feelings. He gets jealous and envious of other people. And it's just, it was such a beautiful tale that I needed to watch. I, I'm convinced I needed to watch it because I, there were times in my life which were like low, low points in my life, like depression wise. Where I was just like, you know, I think it'll pan out. Because I would remember shit like that. It's like, everybody's got a story, you know, you just got to keep on keeping on. And um, Cowboy Bebop, I mean, what can I say about Cowboy Bebop that hasn't already been said a thousand times? I love jazz music. Uh, the soundtrack is second to none. I own the Collector's Edition 2 cent special vinyl re-release from the United States when it came out. I pre-ordered it as soon as it happened uh, last year. Is that the red, the it's red the, one? Yeah, there's, the first disc is uh, red, second disc is purple. It's a beautiful set. You might have a hard time getting your hands on it nowadays, though. Um, and the way that characters were so human and fully developed in Cowboy Bebop was what resonated with me when I watched it when I was also around the ages of like 13, 14. And it's a series I've revisited a few times, but what made the biggest impression on me was the main character, Spike Spiegel, has... 
his entire character gets explained in the first episode without even doing much work to explain it. Where he's faced with a life or death situation, and he just kind of thinks about it. He's in a spaceship, it's about to crash, and he realizes, you know what? I have no control over this situation, I've done everything I can. He leans back in his chair, pulls out a cigarette, lights it, and says, whatever happens, happens. And he just puts faith in the universe and himself and the rolls the dice. He comes out of it alive, but I remember watching that as a teenager thinking that is the coolest shit ever. And I have adopted that whatever happens, happens, like, mantra in a lot of my life. And if you know me, like, personally, I, I live by that shit. Another thing that's super real that I only appreciated when I became an adult, started paying bills, paying rent, like, all that jazz, is the entire plot of Cowboy Bebop is Spike and his crew of bounty hunters, which he, like, picks up along the way. He's just trying to make ends meet. He's just a dude trying to pay the bills. He just wants to eat. He wants a place to live. He wants to have a little bit of fun once in a while, have a drink, go party. But he just needs bread. Like, he's looking for jobs all the time. And he's just like us for real. real. They, yo, want, yo, really they want those spaceship payments every month. Every month? Bro, every month. <laughs> there's, there's one scene that I, I'm so obsessed with and it happens in the first episode where on his spaceship, his partner in crime is a, a guy named Jet and Jet's cooking dinner for him and Spike and he's like yo Spike I made beef with bell peppers tonight so he gets he serves it up on the plate they sit down and they start eating Jet's not making any peeps or whatever and Spike dishes some food out and he's looking at the plate and he's like yo Jet I thought you said this was beef with bell peppers this is just bell peppers I mean Jet gets a little pissed off and he explodes at him, and he's like, Well, Spike, we could afford some beef if you didn't make us have to pay that insurance payment after you messed up the last job. And I was like, Damn, these dudes are just broke. <laughs> like, it's the realest conversation ever. And that's one thing, I'll get into, I'll get into what shaped me, what anime shaped me, there's two as well, but one thing I did want to point out, that's, it might, it's not really unique to anime, but it, it's one of my favorite parts about it, and it, it relates to One Piece as well, but Jet has a moment in Cowboy Bebop where he's just going through, he's just going through some shit, right? Like, he's got this ex-girlfriend, and he's going through it, he's like, damn, I saw her again, like, shit is weird, and then they, they confront each other, and this is obviously spoilers, but they confront each other, and this whole episode, you're thinking, damn, this girl really did Jet wrong. Like, Jet's my boy. I can't believe, or uh, I can't believe a woman would do this to Jet. He's such a good guy. And then you find out it was completely Jet's fault. He was a totally overbearing partner, and that drove his partner away. And One Piece, yeah, they're the protagonists. These dudes are pirates. They rob <laughs> people for a living. But you can't help but root for them and learn yeah. their lessons because at a, at a certain level, they just do what, like the what Ed said. They just do what they want to do, and they want to have adventures. And sometimes you just got to think, yo, you might be, hey, you might be robbing people, you might be setting fire to towers or whatever, but you're gonna do what you're gonna do at the end of the day, and that's it. And I love that. I've taken that lesson from One Piece, and my, I would say, you know, I guess we're doing a little roundtable. Two series that shaped me. One, as soon as I moved to New York. I started watching and reading My Hero Academia, and <laughs> it's it's a great series. I don't know, I don't really exactly know um, what part, you know, I do know what part of it. It was one of the first few episodes, but the number one hero, number one superhero in that universe looks at a boy with absolutely no powers at all, and just looks at him, points at him, and says, young man, you too can become a hero. And that hit me to my core because that meant in this life, no matter what I do at any point in time, I can help someone and put a smile on their face while having a smile on my, I can save people with yeah. a smile. I love that. that yeah. I love that. And it's just, that's a great it, lesson to take from it, man. It really is. And yeah, we can, and it shows, you know, especially as you get into that series, but it shows yeah, even, you know, the number one superhero in the world can be selfish at times because we're human, and that's what happens. 
I don't know. I don't know. I just... I don't, I don't even know. know. Like, I, I'm still internalizing it to this what's, day. That series is ongoing. The, uh, what's the other series that really shaped you and affected you? It is a another popular series. I don't. It's. I don't. I feel like it's not as well known, but it's very popular at the same time. Mob Psycho 100. Oh no, there's the, a good one. Right. Yes, yeah. Great animation. Great story. Mob. Mob. The main character's name is Mob. He has incredible psychic powers. In a universe of people who are, you know, typically mundane, there's obviously some supernatural shit going on in the background. But Mob, the story of Mob Psycho is really just Mob trying to figure out who he is and what he likes to do. And at a certain point in your life, you know, for me, it happened It happened last year when I was 25, right? There, the theme song to the show, the opening intro, the chorus it ends by saying... Your life is your own. And that is the theme of that entire show. Mob is trying to figure out yes. what he likes to do instead of just being seen as some some child with extraordinary supernatural powers on a, on a grand scale. Instead of, and again, this is spoilers here, but instead of constantly, constantly using his powers for good, Mob, Mob just at one point is like, you know what? I'm going to join the bodybuilding team because that's what I, I want to do. I personally love that. <laughs> that actually... I will admit it, that influenced my decision to, like, take my body's physical fitness into my own hands in a more serious way. Because I, I, too, love Mob Psycho, and there is an episode where he's, like, imagine, imagine you have super strong psychic powers. You have telekinesis. You can do whatever you want. Literally, whatever you powers. want, you don't even, you can just think about and, it. You and, don't and, ever have to move. And you know what he did? He said, he looked in the mirror, he's like, man, you know, what if I had some muscles? <laughs> and he just he just joins a fitness club and he's not even good at it at first but all the people in the club are like encouraging him and just like yo yeah you're doing great man like keep trying like keep working out and it's so wholesome it's so beautiful and i really looked at that shit and i was like that could be me too <laughs> yeah honestly that's that's part of the reason that i work out like how can i watch 300 something episodes of dragon ball z and not, not want to be like goku <laughs> exactly like this is like, hell this yeah is, i feel and that's like all uh, all of anime like like every not all the anime but so many different anime like the main character has to get stronger they have to train and like you see like that in order to overcome struggles they have to work on themselves so like that that's that's a big part of like why that's, i like to work out that's like, another really good it, theme yeah that's a like, good point no i was gonna say well, you just touched on it ed but the human experience is going through struggles to become a better version of you. Nobody on this earth grows without going through some form of struggle. If you don't struggle in your life, you're not going to go anywhere. I don't. I, it doesn't really matter. I, you can argue with me all you want. I feel that struggle this is, a is very... how is struggle equals growth. You make it out of the other side, and you are a better person for it nine times out of ten. I feel that this is a very like Hellenistic and classic philosophical outlook on life that we've just introduced. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I'm inclined to agree, honestly. Like, sound body, sound mind. It's better the body, better the mind is, should be the goal. I, I dig that. I mean, you think about it like when you're born, is you don't know anything or you only learn from cause and effect that's that's what that's how people develop that's like evolution at that point so if you were to like get babied into everything i mean you wouldn't understand what it means you wouldn't even know what you would want to do in life at that point because you haven't tried yeah. anything it's very true uh, so so it's like not to like it's it's inevitable it's inevitable to have some kind of uh, struggle because even those people that don't have troubles struggles like for example those rich people that have everything in their life and they have security job security whatever they're still gonna have the struggle of like you know like mm. self-existence and what purpose are they alive for and things like that so in the end i feel unless unless you know you're like no, that's very true because <laughs> then uh, yeah most people will yeah it's you know. something that like I think about this a fair amount. People who like have been through traumatic events and they seek support. Something that you'll hear a lot is not to compare your burdens. Don't compare your scars. Don't compare your struggles. Yep. And it's very true because everybody's got an individual life that's completely unique to their own uh, in one way or another. 
And yeah, that person over there might have something that you don't, but you have no idea how the world around them is going to affect them. And I'm going to get a little philosophical here for a second, but former Roman emperor Marcus Aurelius oh, yeah. wrote in meditations that when something bad happens to you, and I'm, I'm like paraphrasing here, when something bad happens to you, don't like curse about it. Don't be upset. You should instead be thankful because if it were to happen to a lesser person, perhaps they would be unable to handle it. And I mean, I've adopted that stance after reading on some of that stuff because it's like, how much can I take is different from how much someone else can take. The kind of damage I can take is different from what someone else might be able to handle. And you just got to keep struggling. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's very, you know, there, there's also a dangerous route to Absolutely. that way. It's not all well, or nothing. Which comes from complacency. Mm. In terms of, you know, like, I'm just going to keep taking a beating and never revolt. You know, like, I'm going to keep... There are people here that will always, like, be like, oh, what if it happened worse to you? You yeah. know? The grass and, is always greener on the other know, that, side. That doesn't... But... Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't take away your right to life. Like, hey, I, I do deserve having a good life. I do deserve something, you know? So it's always, like, very situational. Mm. You know, nuance. these philosophies are everything. always, like... Depending on, yeah, it's like depending on what, yeah. what, 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 what is really happening. Is it, is it valid? Is it, yeah. is the thought process going on? We like mentioned the somewhere? word struggle a bunch, and I can't believe I didn't say this before, but some piece of fiction that influenced me a lot. Wait, Harrison, before you, before you say that, can I just say one thing? Because it's gonna, it's gonna go off topic, but yeah, I, I do keep that thought because it's you're gonna go right into it. Harrison, you one thing you've said on this podcast multiple times is very relevant in this conversation. We all go through struggles. If you really look at it, stop comparing your struggles to others. We're all struggling through something. We're all more alike than we are different. Keep that in mind before you go to judge somebody or hate on somebody for anything. You know, just we're we're all yeah. going through something. You don't know what that other person's going through, even if it looks like you can handle it. Let them go through it because if that, especially if that person's your friend, help them obviously, but let them grow through it because they'll get through it and they'll be better off for it. Thank you. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's like, what is the point of putting down someone's struggle? Unless it's like directly related to you. Yeah. You're talking to someone and they, they, they're venting to you, say they're venting to you like, what is the point of telling them? Oh, you you shouldn't. It's you should be yeah, happy that you're not. You don't yeah, have that's, a head cut that off. Yeah, never productive. It's, yeah, it's it's easy to be jealous of someone else's position without knowing what they're going through, but um, it's it's not really productive, and it like jealousy is a natural like a natural emotion, right? It's not wrong to be jealous, mm -hmm. but to take that out on other people and take it out on yourself is like not productive instead it, like this goes back to what Chinu said and it like it, it leads to a cycle of complacency and when you tell yourself you can't get out of this rut or whatever situation because of x y and z that ends up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy and it leads to like a vicious cycle yeah man damn it your your state of mind is certainly something that affects it because you have to believe in yourself and believe in your own successes. You, you can't just be satisfied. You have to have a, a mindset of growth and abundance if you hope to ever grow. Yeah. Yeah. We also have to remember that we're not perfect beings. So yeah, we're man. all human soul. Sometimes we get no, jealous you get and jealousy you know, and envy like, are real things. And you can't yeah. shit on yourself for yeah, it. But <laughs> you got to remember yeah. that sometimes you deviate no you're matter not, how much you You're not defined try. by your flaws and failures. You're defined by your actions and how you how we go through this thing damn. we call life. Yo, somebody said that to me once while I was crying. And I was like, "Damn." Did you stop real. crying immediately? <laughs> um 
I don't remember. But he got up and he hit the gym. <laughs> I immediately did a set. Oh my god! <laughs> no breaks. <laughs> but <laughs> we were talking a lot about struggling, and I remembered one of the most influential pieces of fiction on my like during my formative years, and something I enjoyed for years and years because I stayed current with it. But it's not an anime; it's a manga. Kentaro Miura-san's Berserk, which I think is I think oh, it's baby. a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Berserk is a masterpiece. Peak fiction. I'll, I'll die right on the hill. There. And it's just the story of a man who struggles. Without, I, I'll give you no oh, details. Yeah. Go Without, pick it up and read it. But it's about one man's journey through like young adulthood to maturity, and like. He just keeps on struggling. No matter how bad things get, he has goals that he wants to see accomplished, and he just struggles. Rest in peace. Like, yeah, rest in peace. Miriasan died of a heart attack, but you can read his works and buy them. And it's honestly, it's like some of the greatest medieval fiction, like high fantasy medieval fiction ever written, mega influential. If you are familiar at all with, like, the quote-unquote Dark Knight mythos and all of the images that might summon up in your mind, you can thank Muria for that because he's the guy who penned uh, a knight clad in, in dark, shadowy armor and just going crazy. Going yeah, berserk. Go berserk. <laughs> it's just, he, he, man has no control, not even over himself. Damn. Yeah, man. But but yeah, One Piece. Also a great yeah. piece of fiction. Also influenced Ed's life decisions. Not too bad if you ask me. We've all been influenced. I the only one I, I would think, say uh, the only one I'd say that had sort of a, a maybe a negative influence on some of us here and and mo mostly positive but some negative aspects is the Dragon Ball series while everybody wants to be like Goku or even even Vegeta. You know, just work your absolute hardest to reach new heights all the time. The only bad thing about Dragon Ball is that it was very popular on Toonami, again, in our formative years or younger. And the only one of the only things that made me want to do was just fight everybody around me. <laughs> they was throwing hands <laughs> all the time. The rage, yeah. man. The yeah, rage. you know, someone would like flip you off and you would just oh, yeah. immediately try to go Super Saiyan. You start and then just go logging in your head like, what? <laughs> That's it. I'm going to go all out this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. But I feel like, uh, like, at least for me, it gave a sense of putting your rage to do accomplish something. Yeah. Like, if I felt like I was mm. in a situation. Like, especially, like, uh, going to high school, and I, I went to a specialized high school, and the entire, like, like vibe of everyone was to compete and fight each other, like, in studying and all that stuff. So, if I ever felt like I was, like, falling behind or something like that, I would use that, you know, that kind of, like, jealous rage to be like, I need, I need to push myself further, and I need to take that extra studying or something like that you know for for so, context uh chinu i think went to bronx science is that correct which is like one yeah. of the best high schools in around God, I don't damn know. what <laughs> he's got credentials <laughs> <It's tight. laughs> no nah, uh <laughs> oh you think you're better than me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's all it takes he's got that's rage. all it takes just a little bit of screaming yeah. like goku well honestly i still do that to this day yeah, yeah I do some I do some breathing exercises in the morning, um, especially like you know when the sun's rising, you know deep breaths, meditation, whatever you want to call it. But there are some days where I just need to get myself pumped up, and I will legit to this day scream like Goku and assume the stance that Goku uses to go Super Saiyan. Yeah, to bro. this day, that's a real thing. Like you're the way you conduct your body, like you're you can tap into a different emotional state by returning yourself to another state of mind like oh. through hitting a pose or something like that and the other the other one that's almost even even bigger i joined this i joined this group that you know helped me uh refocus my life over the past year they're called ohm i've mentioned them before energizing habits on instagram go follow them gabby rosen she's doing great things 
But we were going, I remember we were going through one day, you know, what, what our morning habits were, what our morning routines were. And when it got to me, I was just like, I, you know, I don't really get embarrassed anymore, but I was just like, okay, well, mine's, mine's a little different because it's derived directly from an anime, but in the anime, Hunter, 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 Cross Hunter, Hunter X Hunter, whatever you want to call it, there is, there's a gentleman, he's an older man. He spent years in the mountains performing what he calls or what I call like grateful punches to train his body. He would perform hundreds of them a day. And what he would do is he would assume a pose, a prayer pose, and then with one punch, say what he was grateful for. I started doing that and I will do maybe, I could do five. You know, I could do five, I could do 50 in a morning. But it is the most cathartic way to reset my head and honestly remember in the morning and throughout the day why I'm here and why I do it. I say I'm grateful for, I say I, I've said every one of your names. I've said all of my family, my coworkers, whatever, you know, the ground mother, mother Gaia, whatever, whatever. That's tight. But I'm, I say what I'm grateful for and it really connects you to, you know, that's, that's your tight. spiritual presence and, and, you know, it just reminds you, you know, why, because honestly, man, sometimes you just need a reminder. What the, f- why the fuck am I doing this? Words have power. Yeah. That's, that's so real. Words have power. Like say stuff out loud, say things to yourself, like positive self-talk, like be grateful for things. These are all legitimate things you can do to boost the way you're feeling naturally. This episode did not go where I thought it was going to go. Yeah, we're just going everywhere, but I'm into it. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. You know what else the the whole, like, improving yourself thing reminds me? There was probably, like, two manga that I read that really, really compelled me that I would be sitting in bed reading it, and I'd be like, I need to go to sleep now. Like, I can't I can't keep reading this. And that's, like, Berserk and probably Baki. Yo, also a One Piece, Baki. Too, but we already talked about two of Baki. <laughs> Baki got me. Man. Like, I was freaking so hooked and so focused on everything. In fact, there was a quote I need to pull up from Hanma that really resonated with me. I will I will come back once I find it. No, take your time. I'm ordering a pizza. Baki, Baki is really wild. It is that shit. Just to see, like, I don't even know, like, what the plot of Baki is. I don't think, it, like, anyone does, really. But... Just to see. It's just about being strong and fighting. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Just to see, like, in each in each fight is an individual struggle, right? And to see, I don't know, it's kind of inspirational in a way. Like, it gets you, it's, it's motivation, right? For for your day, like, or for your next day, whatever. And it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I know... You're a dude who's very into fitness and like bodybuilding and it's like some of these mangas and animes it's just like the human body as like a fanfic like it's just next level madness where in that manga and anime Baki you've got these different martial artists and they're all like ripped out of their minds and they're they're fighting with all of these like crazy martial arts techniques whether they're real or imagined and it's just really hype. It kind of makes you, like we said before, it just makes you want to like fight or just go work out and get stronger. Cause <laughs> yeah, it's really in- influential on the fitness scene. If you go to the gym, like you'll always find someone wearing a Dragon Ball Z shirt, a My Hero shirt. That's true. Uh, like something like that. Like these are are shows that people have resonated with so much that like. They literally wear the merch to the gym and work out. Like they like that's the shit that gets them going to the gym. I wear I wear my all my t shirt from my hero. I wear that shirt to the gym all the time. Now for a lesson. You may have and I say I say the mantra, go beyond plus ultra. Because it means something to me. There's a there's a kid at uh, my powerlifting gym that wears uh, a My Hero uh, shirt with uh, All Might on it, and every time I see it, he's like on the top set, and like I don't know if he's gonna get it. I yell 
plus ultra bro you gotta fucking get it <laughs> plus cool. fucking ultra and like he it hypes him up so much and he fucking does it it, it works it's amazing damn plus ultra you see we can find inspiration in everything whether it's music art writing or your own body <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the lesson I'm I'm getting from our discourse today. I found the the quote. I don't. This is like the only thing that I've ever screenshotted in a manga, <laughs> but it goes like this: He's it's a Hanma talking to Baki, and he's like, he starts with however, and it says, "You can't just eat what's good for your body." For you, your body will grow vulnerable. You have to take good with a little bad once in a while. Food is like life. You need your fair share of sadness and pain, vitamins and poison to overcome the obstacles. You have to keep tasting both of them in measured quantities to improve the flow and growth of bones and muscles in your body. Damn. Interesting. That's real. That's a, that's that ties crazy. into exactly what yeah. we've been talking about. You have to. Yeah. You have to not only go through the bad, but embrace it in order to become better become peak i feel like there's so and and it, it bothers me because so many people sleep on it and they don't know how interesting of a world it can be but there's so much inspirational things that exist in the world of manga and anime because much yeah. like any other author because i love to read just period it doesn't matter if it's western eastern manga comic or a novel or textbook like i love to read i've always have and there's interesting stuff in manga just like there's interesting stuff in novels and whatnot like i can't tell you the amount of random anime and manga screenshots there are on my phone because i found something inspirational or aesthetically pleasing or attractive or attractive <laughs> like <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, son. It's just a drawing. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, what I would do is I would watch these um, what are they called? A AMV? MVs, A anime, anime music videos, anime. Oh yeah, yeah. AMV? ASMVs was just anime story music videos. AMVs. They we talk about AMVs. It was just like it was AMVs. But they would have, like, quotes from the characters and things like that, and they would tell, like, a story. And those really shaped, like, my motivation back then. Because they would, they would have all the quotes from all the characters of the show of, like, what, what you need to do when you struggle and, like, philosophies of that anime. They would condense like a whole character's, like, philosophy into, like, a four-minute music video. And it was it was epic like like dra take dragon ball z for example vegeta <laughs> prince of saiyans now here's a guy who has been beaten down by the world a few times his race but, his planet got wiped out his race got wiped out his dad didn't even like him but you know what he did he glowed up <laughs> he hit the gym. constantly he he never gave up he kept on trying to get better. He got his ass handed to him a few times, but he said, nah, you know what? I'm better than that. <laughs> the scene of, of Vegeta in the rain, looking up and screaming at the sky that he Yo. couldn't become his best, even though it was right in front of him, that drove something home to me as a child. I didn't do anything about it, to be quite honest with you, but... <laughs> That shit, that shit was real. It, it, st it stuck with you. It I stuck. mean, there's a there's there's an important message there because Vegeta was on that planet training to become a Super Saiyan because he was jealous of Goku. But then when he goes into a rage and decides he doesn't care anymore, and if Goku's a Super Saiyan, that's when he finally becomes a Super Saiyan. Damn, that's real. I feel like there's a real world lesson you can take from that. Yeah, it's not about like where you are in your life compared to others but where you want to be and your goal because really what other people do doesn't matter everyone's different and and you know the whole like theme of what we've been talking about is how you can improve yourself and do better and more and more some people become so competitive that they just get lost in the competition and 
and it even happens where you you end up forcing that competition on other people. But you need to remember that there's all kinds of people in this world, and not everyone is built to be the president. Some people just want to be like a janitor at a school, and that's what they want to do, and they're satisfied with yeah. that. I just you know, want to like, We need every kind of person in this world, and I feel like there's there's so much discourse about like these days, like. Oh, if you don't like your job as a McDonald's worker, then don't be a McDonald's worker. But what are you gonna do when no one's a McDonald's worker? You know, it's like, like, yeah, there's everyone deserves a role, and we need roles yeah. everywhere. Not everyone no, needs exactly. to be exactly, and it's like all of our differences make this world so exciting and fun. I mean, you can use you can use real world examples, you could use fictional examples, but we've we've been down this path before. Have you guys ever played Bioshock or like know of it a little bit? Yeah, I know it's a very I, popular I, I game. I've never like, played it though. All right, basically, like in the in the game, the story goes like this: a bunch of very wealthy people create a underworld. I mean, underwater um, society, and it's like it's super amazing. It's like it's it's glitz, glam, big, great Gatsby vibes. Like everything is really nice, really premium, but. Only the richest of the rich, the most elite, can, like, go live down there. Because you need a ton of money to, like, qualify or whatever. And everybody gets down there, and it hits them all square in the face almost immediately. Like, wait, we are all, like, the aristocracy. I'm not fucking taking out my garbage. I'm not cleaning any of this stuff. I'm not cooking for anybody. And then their society falls apart, like, expeditiously. And then, like, other wacky shit in the game, like, plays out. But, like, the big message there is, like, yo, organized society works because we have people doing a little bit of everything. Don't, like, look down on somebody because they're less than. They're doing something. Not only that, it's, like, everyone has their own idea of what's greater, you know? Like, I think some – I, like, chocolate more than someone else like chocolate it's not like either of our opinions are valid in that sense it's not like someone needs to decide like for example who decided that you know skinny girls are the best for modeling like i I don't know not everyone agrees with that though that's not like i actually know the answer to that but like like gay toxic men in the um in the clothing design industry literally decided like i want it to be on people who just look like this fit these body specifics and like the modeling industry has been like dominated up until like current day by just very toxic like c-suites and like geniuses of of the realm of fashion who are like i have all the control i have all the say i only want these people to wear my clothes yeah it's it's wild because all the top luxury brands are literally owned by one company um, and one dude. Yo, I, you were telling me about that one day, and I was like, "There's no way." And wh- what was his name again, Ed? Yeah, Bernard uh, Arnold. He's the CEO of uh, LVMH. I think the LV stands for Louis Vuitton, um, but don't quote me on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Louis. I, I think it's Louis Vuitton. Moet Hennessy, I think, but I'm not 100% sure. But this guy owns uh, LVMH, which has so many brands. It has Dior, Louis Vuitton, Tagior, Hennessy, you name it. Like Hennessy? It's, it's, yeah. Like the, the cognac? Uh, VSOP? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. And I'm pretty sure no. he owns Don Perignon, too. What? Um, what? Yeah. Am I am I drinking the swill of the bourgeoisie? I mean, it really depends My brother, on you are. <laughs> Not only are you drinking it, you're drinking it while wearing the clothes they made. Oh no. What have I become? Yeah. It's all it's like Bulgari. Bulgari. I don't yeah. know how you say Bulgari, it. There's a V yeah. there's a V in the yeah. middle of it, but that yeah, that is also like when you wear Bulgari. Versus Louis Vuitton, you think you're wearing different stuff, but it's the same stuff. And you know what's like, crazy? If you're, let's say, Ed, let's say you're wearing Louis Vuitton shoes and I'm wearing Bulgari jacket or Supreme jacket, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. There are people in the world that say, I should be, I shouldn't be associating with you because we're wearing different brands or your brand is lesser or my brand is better, blah, blah, blah. 
It's the same. It's all the same yeah. shit, man. That is wild. So I mean, there's like it, a. I think there's a little bit more of a nuance in the sense that that dude owns these companies, but it's more like he just owns a holding company that basically invests yes, no, in these be. things. And honestly, yes. it really depends on the direction that he gives to the owners of those other companies which is like is he really telling them exactly what he wants them to do and it's, it's like if i was if i was a manager of a holding company i would just want to know that my companies are making money i'm not gonna actually yeah have an arm and be like hey because that would be a lot of work can you just imagine owning 100 companies and literally giving them actually directions for every them? single one yeah no yeah no never nah but that's why like the management is for like they're right they are obviously so their company, own entities yeah. but there are um there are definitely uh parts of the businesses that are merged for like making things flow better and um, yeah it really depends on the corporate structure and whatever and what, whatever it yeah. looks like inside but yeah i mean yeah it's it's, it's even like the news like, companies like there's that one company in the uk that owns most you ever see a video where it's like all the local news channels are all saying the exact same thing and it's like hundreds of channels? Yeah. That shit is weird. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of the company, but all local channels are owned by basically one company. Yeah, that's a little bit. In the United States or in- Yeah, um, man. Yeah. yeah. Really? Not all, but like a a lot lot of the local channels are owned by one company. And Oh, Sinclair. Sinclair. Sinclair Broadcast Group. Yeah. Yeah. They own- a lot of local channels and when they tell like uh, a story they're they're i'm pretty sure they're right leaning so they'll have a story with a right leaning spin and they'll just give it to all the local stations and the local stations will be just reading the same exact script and you have people from all parts of america thinking they're getting the local news mm. But they're they're like they're they're purposely not watching big media news because they don't want big media news, and then they're watching they're watching the local news and still but getting. You're, big media you're consuming news. big media news anyway. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. yeah, that's big, man. Like you got to be very aware of where you're getting your information from. Try to get it from multiple sources. That and also like like literally, my mom wa my mom wa- like I just left my job. I used to work at JP Morgan and. My mom will be sending me articles about JP Morgan, and I I realized what was happening because this happened with my Google News too, which was that if I if I say I have a bunch of topics in my Google News, but I they give me a test article for some some other topic, and I click on that test article, I just wanted to check it out that one time, but then for the like the next week or whatever, they'll start pushing more of the same content constantly to my feed. And personally, for me, I'm just like, ah, okay, I'm done with this. I I didn't want like every day to be a story about JP Morgan, and now I realize that's kind of what's happening with my mom because she's she found one article about JP Morgan, and now like every article in her newsfeed is about JP Morgan. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that's a real thing, man. <laughs> that that that's a problem of these algorithms, right? Um, what we have happening now is a lot of people will be left leaning or right leaning, and they'll look up a left leaning article right and or a right-leaning article and then the algorithm will just keep spitting out left or right-leaning articles to them and they get stuck in that rut and they they're just gonna they're never they're gonna get further and further to that uh that end point of i don't know if there's an end point but they're gonna get further and further left wing and right wing because that's all the news they're seeing it's a feedback loop it's like a cycle. yeah. It's it's yeah, like exactly. a it's like a Skinner box basically. Like you get this thing. That's how the elites control the masses. Divide and conquer. Whoa, <laughs> my brother. It's it's also like a question of like at what point have these has technology progressed to like that algorithms and things like that are are like technology itself is just hurting us. I mean, the machine keeps on learning. Yeah, in the end of the day, it's like yeah. the, the informational disparity because, like, I mean, people that don't take some kind of like rigorous research course somewhere don't realize 
when they're reading something, whether it's a valid source of news or was it just regurgitated or was it, is it, is it like you go on Google and you want to get a opinion, you want to like read about a certain thing that happened in the news, right? And what, what I ended up doing, what I started noticing was like, if I go to Fox News, they'll give, they'll give me the news, but they will always like twist it just slightly. And if I go to New York Times, it's the same thing. Like they will, they will say something, but they will, the terminology they use to reference certain things will give you a certain, like, it will tint the article in a certain way. And people need to be able to discern where the opinion lies from the fact in the article. Because the yes, fact is still that's, there. That's so important. Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're writing those pieces with, and especially, you know, especially Fox News and CNN. I'm grouping them in the same category. Come at me if you will. Yes, no matter what, even New York Times, like straight up, like they they do that. Yeah, some are yeah. more blatant. <laughs> <laughs> they use words blatant. that specifically rile up your emotions and put you in a box, whether that box is on the right or the left, and yeah. then you consume that news from then that standpoint. The news, like, like again, I, I'm just going to use Fox News and CNN because they're both like the biggest ones. The Fox on the right, CNN on the left. Shouldn't get your news from either of them. My favorite piece of information <laughs> is that, and this is specifically Fox News, and I'm sure it's the same for CNN, but Fox News got sued one time for misinformation, and they won that lawsuit by saying, oh, we're not a news channel. We're an entertainment channel. Wow. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, yeah. Most, most uh, MSNBC, that actually happened to MSNBC exactly. for Rachel Maddow, too. No, they're entertainment companies. Like, if you, if you do look them up, just go on Google and look it up. Like, type in- it- for for Fox News, I could be wrong. I believe it was Tucker Car- Tucker Carlson. Yeah, it was him. in it was particular him. that used that used that excuse. And for MSNBC, it was Rachel Maddow. I don't know if CNN was fell into that yet, but obviously they would use the same thing if that if they got sued for it. Yeah, every yeah, that's the only way a news channel is going to remain relevant is by quote unquote picking a side, right? Yo, y- y'all, you know what I think is hilarious. Well, I hate giving – I don't even want to name drop this right now, but it's like we're already there, so who cares? As New Yorkers, the New York Post I knew it. is such a bag oh, of no, – like, so like it's crap, yeah, no, it's right? It's crap. So it's a tabloid. But oh my god, it's like TMZ, yeah. their front page articles <laughs> so are the fu- – I laugh my ass off every time. They, they like, are I'll funny. just – like I'll see a, a cover of a New York Post article and I'm like, holy crap. Like when de Blasio left office, it was like bedtime for de Blasio or some shit. It's like they find like the most ridiculous <laughs> photos of people. You know what? Yeah, they had, you know uh, the New York they had instead of end of a uh, era, they had end of an error yeah. for when he left it, office. It's like they're Amazing. clowning on people. It's the most ridiculous. It's my, not favorite, even news. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite general theme of the New York Post is that when a like a white like a white male will kill his entire family. They will the front page post will be a picture of him and his family jet skiing. And then when a black Yo. person kills them, oh, or like when that's, or like when a black person is a victim of a crime, it'll be a picture of them in like eighth grade holding a gun or Yo, some shit. Like some wild shit like that. Talk, you know what let's I mean? talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because the New York Post be portraying black people like they are demons. <laughs> I have never seen one oh good God. photo of a black person in the New York Post. Oh my they'd, be, they'd be making us look like straight up cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's stay focused. Let me stay focused. Uh, damn. I, you guys, you guys got anything else hot on your we're mind? At two, we're at we, two hours. Should, That's two episodes. Yeah. We, or you guys want to like clip <laughs> it? Like anything else you want to like mention? I'm I'm curious about what you guys think about Persona Five because when I played that game, Persona Five, it really did it influenced the way I viewed relationships for a little while. Dude, I don't know if any of you played that. Are you that. serious right now, my brother? Yo, I Persona Five Royale took over my life last year. All right, yep. And I started uh, okay, and then okay. So a couple months ago, I moved to California. I don't know, I don't know anyone here. I didn't know anyone here, right? I actually, you're so right. I actually started talk like when I would talk to somebody in my head. I was like, oh, I just gained a new confidant. Now I have to deepen my relationship with them. <laughs> right. I know exactly, exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. 
It's literally like like I'm gl- I'm growing my relationship with this person. Like it's leveling up. Like, like but it's great. But it's it's, 10, yeah, it's it's terrible <laughs> to think of a relationship like this. But at the same time, it makes so much sense because it's like it is, oh, yeah. I've deepened my relationship with this person. Now I can receive more benefits from them. Like <laughs> like yo, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it super super real. We've deepened our relationship. Now when you play a DJ set, I can go backstage. Benefit. Boom. Like shit, like the wildest <laughs> shit like that, you know? And I oh you, ever, you ever say something something rude by accident to someone and then in the back of your mind, like at the top of your head, <laughs> the next person will remember that. <laughs> you know what, what what game was that? Was it Skyrim? So and so will remember. Yeah, no, that was Fallout. Fallout. Fallout, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's I'm so happy you brought that up. Also, the Persona 5 soundtrack, work of art. Work of oh, art. So I listen I still listen so to good. to Layer Cake when you go to the like the, the airsoft store. That song that plays, fire. Fire. I just absolutely love that. Dun, 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 dun. That that like main Oh theme yeah, yeah. That that just like Persona. that loitering music. That's just like background music. Yeah, it's just like I, I don't know. I literally felt like I was living in that game for a little bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. I did. Yeah, I didn't it's... talk to people for a long time when I played that game. Damn. Yo, I drank way too much tequila. I can't. <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. Well, brown knob black fam, we did it again. Honestly, I hate to say it, but we just keep getting better. We cannot miss. And it's been, I don't know if this will be the anniversary episode, but it has been about a year since Harrison and I first started dropping this podcast. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, for participating, asking questions, being guests. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. Thank you to all the people who tuned in, who shared our stuff, who follow us, been here on this bizarre adventure that we've been on. Uh, we've, we've mismanaged this podcast to no end. Nah, I'm playing. <laughs> we? <laughs> we? Whoa. <laughs> Hold on. But like, yeah, it has been just about one year since we came up with this idea. I don't know exactly when we first got on the mic was, and the first episode was in the, it was in the oven for a while because we just had no idea what we were doing and we still have no idea what we're doing, but that's life. We've been, been doing it for a minute. We're feeling our way through the dark. Just, you know, and we're loving every minute of it. Absolutely. First things first, as we close out the show, you know you can always hit us on our socials, Brown Not Black Pod on Instagram, Brown Not Black on Twitter, and the Brown and email us any questions at all, brownnotblackpod at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to plug that restaurant I mentioned. I, I need Chinu and Harrison and Ed to plug any other restaurants we mes- mentioned. Kiladi, K-H-I-L-A-D-I, a beautiful Southern Indian restaurant located right in the heart of the East Village on Avenue B. Please, please, please check them out. You will not regret it. And then Chinu and Harrison, if you want to plug your restaurants as well. So, uh, and Edison, a place called Amma's Kitchen. A-M-M-A-S Kitchen and uh, Chennai Dosa in Long Island. Those are definitely two of my favorite spots. I know for me, there's there's only one place that I can plug and that's Sybil's. Oh, yes. Sybil's Bakery. Big up Lil Guyana. <laughs> Big up Guyana. Big, Big up Georgetown. <laughs> uh, that's in uh, Jamaica, Queens. All right. Well, with that, we're going to start closing out the show. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Ed. Ed, if you have any closing remarks, we'd love to hear them. Uh, just thanks for having us on. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. and Good luck with the pod. Hope it takes off. If anyone wants to follow me on TikTok, my at is Eddie J every day. I haven't posted in a while, but big things coming in 2022. Ed so. will be back. Oh, let me do like a like an anime outro. Ed will return to the Brown Not Black podcast because he is a fitness guru and we are out of shape. Yeah. Chinu. Hey, wait a minute. Talk what? for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been working out. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Ed. And like I said, you'll be back. Glad you're here. Chinu, if you want to plug anything, give us your final thoughts, closing remarks, go right on ahead. Yeah, I think uh, if anyone got anything out of this podcast, I hope they realize the diversity within electronic music and what it really means to love music. You know, a lot of people are out there that say, oh, yeah, I like music. But, you know, there are people out there that really invest into music and you know, I I might not have any information on other topics where I could talk about normally, but when I say I really like music, I could talk about that for hours. But definitely was a great time talking to you guys about everything from animated music to you know games and whatnot. Uh, and yeah, I'm a NYC based DJ. Uh, play pretty much every genre from like EDC, EDM, reggaeton. You know, Afrobeat, dance hall, like pretty much everything. I sprinkle in some rock in there too. Don't worry about it. Uh, you can follow me on <laughs> TikTok at the Maha Kuma. So that's the M A H A K U M A. I post mixed videos on TikTok. I also have an Instagram. I post mixed videos over there too. Um, and playing some shows. Hopefully, more shows in 2020, 2022. Um, and yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Anytime. And I hope you'll be back as well. You know that I, I can tell we talked for maybe an hour or 40 minutes about electronic music. And I, you know, we both know that you have a lot more to say. Now we come to everybody's least favorite part of the show. Harrison, <laughs> do you have any closing remarks? Yes, I do. To love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. Clap. Nice. That was good. <laughs> that was that, that was, was Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde wrote that. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't care who he is. He's never made an anime. What? Huh? <laughs> You've never seen Boku no Oscar? No. <laughs> <laughs> is not Oscar Wilde a bar in there? It yeah, is a bar I, in New York. Yo, I love yeah. that place actually. <laughs> I was there like last month. <laughs> it's a cool, yeah. It is a cool bar yeah. in New York, but that is. We just I'm plugged kidding. another place. Shit. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Not the least favorite part. It's the only the least favorite part of the show because the show has come to a close. Brown, not black, fam. Thank you once again for continuing to rock with us over the past year, especially as we've navigated through a pandemic, the normal life. Then a pandemic again. And honestly, I don't even know where we're at. Harrison has COVID again. The world. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> but the world keeps turning and we keep growing. So stay tuned. Follow him TikTok. Follow Ed on TikTok. And we'll catch you next time. One love.
도 wasting no more. Kick cock, not a dancer, the mother not real. The illest, it's a dark show, bro. Yeah. 誰かの予想、軽々超えて、はるかむこう。はったね、あれもこれもそれも。もしダウンしてもアップして、オンエンノン。東京、ハウカルパラダイス。そりゃ勝ち取るまでなら、ガラファイ。今さらやわなかけ、できるわけねえだろ、ぶちかもせん。頭の中から現実に、変換しく綿密に。眠らずアクション、レイジすぎ、このライフが生み出す現実変。Nothing is for real, that's how you make me feel. Gotta be the song be in love.